Hello everyone. How's everyone doing today? Hope we're doing well. This is Coach Cookie, your life and relationship coach. If this is your first time listening in, thank you so much for joining me today. If you like what you hear, please give the podcast a like, comment, and don't forget to share with friends and family. To my regular listeners, welcome back. And I want you to know that you're greatly appreciated. Here at Rising Higher, I'm going to give you some snippets for success to not only help you to survive, but to help you thrive. Now, in today's episode, I want to discuss why the narcissist is attracted to the empath. But before we do that, let's review the high points from last week's episode titled, The Narcissist is a Kind Artist. In this episode, we discussed how the narcissist simply lies and manipulates to trap his victims into doing what they want them to do. A lot of times it's easy for them to trap their victim because they know what the victim wants to hear. But we have to remember that everything that comes out of the narcissist's mouth is a lie. If this sounds interesting and is something you need to learn more about, check out the entire episode. Again, it's called The Narcissist is a Con Artist. Okay, now on today's episode of Cookie's Commentary, let's talk about what you need to do to improve your self-esteem. People are so busy getting offended on behalf of their worst qualities that they haven't even thought to change them. This is how many people find themselves in toxic environments, poor communities, they find themselves in jobs that they hate and they're in poor physical health and basically they end up in terrible relationships. What usually happens is that these unproductive toxic people entertain you and tell you what you can and what you can't do. These are more than likely these people are quitters because they break promises to themselves, they fail to take control over their own life, they allow people to step all over them, they make excuses and they live in fear of not doing any better. Basically, they don't try to live their life purpose because they're afraid of embarrassing themselves. So they break promises to themselves and they fill their day-to-day lives with with regret. So with that being said, there's no surprise that you have self-esteem issues because look at who you hang out with. When these behaviors become a habit in your life, self-esteem is not present. It's really sad because a lot of people are stuck in this place and think that it's just part of life. I'm here to tell you today, that's not true and you don't have to accept anything that you have the power to change. Remember, self-esteem is your responsibility, not anyone else's. You are as great as you decide to be. With that being said, people will believe about you whatever you believe about yourself. Oftentimes, people who lack self-esteem and self-confidence see others' thoughts and judgments about them as truth. Truly confident people don't care about what other people think about them. Self-esteem is the thought of being in agreement with yourself. So the key to self-esteem is doing things every day that you yourself can be proud of. So many, so many people do nothing of substance with their days and then wonder why they don't feel more proud of themselves. A lot of people want better self-esteem, but day in and day out, they do things themselves that they're not proud of. You can't change the way you feel if you don't change the way you live. You have to be committed to change your day-to-day habits. Remember, we all have purpose in life, and it's more in life than just your job or your children, paying the bills and having great sex. When you spend too much time with people with self-esteem issues, you will become just like them and start doubting yourself, always talking negative. 
Be careful because this self-hate gets passed around like the flu. Most of your self-esteem issues can be improved by simply removing some of the mentally abusive people in your life. Basically, cutting the toxic people off and then reassess yourself and potentially rebuilding yourself. You need to get to a point you are in control over the things you have power to control. A great start to building up your self-esteem is to focus on those things that you would be proud of and make those things a part of your life. So let's start this off by thinking of it like this. Think about your favorite sports star or your favorite church that you like or a favorite show that you like on television. When someone comes to you and try to speak against anything that is your favorite thing, you get defensive and you would fight tooth and nail to lift that favorite thing up. You need to put that same energy, that same understanding, that same loyalty, that same patience and compassion when it comes to you and your personal life and what is important to you and you would be proud of. Let's say that you want to have a good impression on someone that you admire. What changes would you have to make in order to make that best impression to this person? Would you have uh, new friends? Um, would you have, what would these friends be like? What would they do? How would they treat you? These are some examples to get you to think about how to be encouraged to make some changes in your life. When you think about these examples and answer those questions to yourself, then be brave enough to make the decision to develop those changes day in and day out. Start cultivating those things that you love to do and include your life and include your life dreams as well, such as purchasing a home, starting a business, invest your money or further further your education. Remember, the key to changing your self-esteem is to be the person every day that you can be proud of. Get out there and make those strong decisions every day that your future self will thank you for later. Stand up for that and don't allow others to change your views. If any of my listeners are having problems with self-esteem issues, we may need to talk. Hit me up at heycoachcookie at gmail.com and let's see if you can benefit from coaching. Okay, now let's get into the topic of the day and that is why the narcissist is attracted to the empath. But before I get directly in the topic, I would like to mention that the use of pronouns he and she are applied to the narcissist and the empaths. And I will refer to the narcissist as the male and the empath as the female. Just to make it easier to discuss this topic, it, it should not be implied that either personality can only be one gender. Okay? Now that I've got that out of the way, let's get into the topic of the day. If you have been listening to me for any time period, you have more than likely come to the conclusion that there is no more dangerous or painful relationship than a relationship with a, with a narcissist. These relationships are often consist of being abused, like there is abuse of every kind, such as physical, verbal, mental, emotional, financial, gaslighting, manipulation. We know empaths to be kind, generous people who are plugged in deeply to other people's emotions, often knowing us better than we know ourselves. So why would an empath be attracted to a narcissist? Of course, a person does not have to be an empath to be able to come across a narcissist. However, empaths find themselves entangled with narcissists most of the time, but it seems to be such an unlikely pairing in a lot of ways. So I think there's some 
something that really needs to be looked into and investigated. So who is the empath? Empaths are people who are uniquely tuned in to the emotions of other people, even to the point of feeling these emotions. They usually are sensitive, kind, and nurturing to a fault. They will place the needs of other people before their own needs. This is a big reason why they are attracted to the narcissist. Okay, so who is the narcissist? Narcissists are selfish, emotionally, and morally bankrupt individuals who are unable to feel empathy for others in any true or meaningful way. They do not consider other people's feelings at all. They don't even realize other people have feelings in the same way that they themselves do. It doesn't seem to make sense that two such people would be even remotely attracted to each other, let alone form what can seem to be an unbreakable, almost fatal attraction type of bond. But it happens. And believe it or not, it happens frequently. So how does attraction happen? Okay, let's take a closer look and see what happens, okay? At first glance, it's easy to see why the narcissist is attracted to the empath. Empaths are everything that the narcissist is not. Kind, caring, emotionally aware, supportive, in control, able to have relationships and make friends. True to his nature, the narcissist does not have these qualities, and he endeavors to take them from anyone who does have them, or at least ruin them to make it look like they no longer, no longer have those qualities. The empath gives freely of herself, making herself a glowing beacon for the narcissist. He senses an emotional source he can leech off of nearly indefinitely like a battery that never dies. He can take and take and take, and in return, she will give and give and give. This is the nature of the relationship between the two, and it would never change. So let's take it a step further. Why is the empath attracted to the narcissist? In the beginning, the powerful vibe the narcissist gives off will resonate very deeply within the empath. It catches her attention, and she's drawn to him like a magnet, and he is drawn to her because of that. His presence is often very emotionally intense, and most empaths are attracted to that whether they realize it or not. He may also be hard to read emotionally. His vibe is intense, but it may be distorted, like static on TV, where one cannot really see the true picture, but the empath is still drawn to him in spite of herself in an attempt to figure him out. So she gets curious and she wonders, who is this guy? What's going on with him? What is he all about? In short order, the narcissist will present a carefully crafted commercial, commercial pitch showcasing how wonderful he is, which of course we know it's not real, and how wonderful she is, even though he just met her and she will be effectively snared because she does not realize it at first that the intense emotional feelings she is reading from him has nothing to do with her. It has everything to do with him. It would seem unlikely that the empath would fall for this considering that she is very in tune with others emotions and their true selves can't she see who he really is the truth is yes she can most empaths sense something is wrong about the narcissist very quickly sometimes during the first conversation but she can also see something else and it overrides everything else and that and that's how wounded and broken he is inside, beneath all the lies and abuse. So the empath feels sorry for him and starts to think, he needs me. 
it's not an act on his part or a mistake on the empath's part. The narcissist really is fundamentally wounded and broken inside. And a large number of narcissists are skilled at appearing helpless and lost. That's because in many ways they truly are. Her mistake is not in reading him wrong. Her mistake is in thinking she can help him. This is the attraction. She wants to help him. It is her fatal blind spot because the narcissist cannot be helped. And more importantly, he does not want to be helped. Yet, even when she can see this clearly, even when she can see this clearly, his wounds are clearer. They are evident in everything he does, even the terrible, the, even the terrible, horrible things. I pray that part one of this episode resonates with someone out there and it will be able to truly help them. We will continue with part two next week of this same exact episode. I would love to hear your comments on this topic. If you have anything that you have experience on in this, let me know what you think. Remember, I'm here for you. So I want to be able to bring content that meets your needs. So if you have any questions, you may have a topic that you may want me to do an episode on, or you may need one-on-one coaching, please hit me up at heycoachcookie at gmail.com. To all my listeners out there, please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. This is Coach Cookie sending you all a big hug and reminding you to love yourself first as we rise higher together. Be blessed and I'll talk to you soon.